Thank you. Uh, thank you for joining us for Sneakers to the Metaverse. Thank you for, for being down to do a drop with us for Aglet as well. Of course, of course. Yeah, man. A little uh, late, later than, better late than never. Man, I know, look, COVID, COVID times have been a strange time for everyone, for everything. So I'm just, I'm just happy we got it done. Yeah, yeah, me too. It's exciting. Man, for the listeners who don't know you, give them a little bit of a summary on yourself and, and flex a little bit for them. Um, I'm not really a flexer. I know you're but, not. I know you're not. But um, I'm a dad is always my first answer because that's really my thing. Uh, so mm-hmm. shout out to my kid, Miles, the cutest kid in the world. And uh, I'm a DJ and I've had a very blessed career. I've been fortunate to travel the world a few times, um, doing a lot of exciting parties for celebrities, actors, rappers, brands, you name it. I've been very, very fortunate to be able to do that. Um, you know, that's obviously on pause right now with the this amazing COVID situation, but that'll be back next year for sure. And yep. so that's pretty cool. Um, I do a lot of angel investing and startups and advising. So that's also a really big passion of mine. So just like take everything I've learned through the years of DJing and music and st- such things like that. And, you know, just channel it in different ways. I believe it's the same creativity that, you know, it's the same. It's like, sh- it's like shooting. It's like standing at center court and you, you know, you know how to shoot a basketball, but one, one side is, 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 is entertainment and one side is, is business. But I, I think the way my brain works is like, if I could shoot that, that shot in from that point, it doesn't matter which hoop I shoot at. Like it's the same skill set. You know, not that I can make a half court shot at all, by the way, but <laughs> wait, expand on this a little bit. Actually, we've never actually really gotten too much into like the startup investing that you've done. When did you start? Uh, I remember, I remember it's been a couple of years. I remember you talking about it in like 2016, maybe. Yeah, that's about when I started. Like, I think maybe a little earlier, like 2015. And, it, you know, I, it, it's just something where I was always around people doing really unique and interesting things. And mm-hmm. um, I wanted to be part of it. And then, you know, people would always ask me for my thoughts on it or people would always ask me for my you know, my input on it or my just random like things that I didn't know was called advising at the time. It was just dinner conversations and conversations mm-hmm. over drinks. And um, then it led to an opportunity to invest in a couple of things, which led to an opportunity to invest in a couple other things. And, you know, I don't do it nearly as much as I would like uh, because mm-hmm. I'm, you know, not a, a trust fund kid or a, or a hedge fund dude. Yeah. Um, though maybe, maybe one day my, my kid will be uh, hopefully, but with, with ethics, of course, like I want him to be like, yes. the, uh, I want him to be like, get up at four in the morning, work pale mentality, but have mm-hmm. like the, 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 um, the, the, the trust fund hedge fund, like back end, And then just like you meet in the middle and you just become the world's most like well-rounded yet, yet comfy person. That's, that's what I want for him along with yeah. like empathy and kindness and love and all the health and all that other good shit. Um, but he also didn't put his fucking train tax away today. And I tripped on him when I was walking up the steps. So, <laughs> you know, you know, we got to start somewhere, but yeah. So, you know, all that, all that started happening. And then I was able to use relationships I had from my entertainment worlds and my music worlds to help those companies. Um, I was able to make new relationships from those companies' networks that helped my day job. And yep. uh, it's just this little circle of life. That's awesome. And do you see yourself continuing to do that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think that's something I could do. I could just do like... throughout the course, the course of my life, really. What, what were the, with it, like the, the things that you didn't expect? Cause I'm really curious about like this parallel between sort of the two universes that like with, with the inter- entertainment music thing and how, how startups has been similar for you. Well, 
you know, first of all, it's branding, right? Like as a DJ and then, you know, I've always been entrepreneurial. First of all, like my DJ branding has always been that of being an entrepreneur, that of being creative, that of being, you know, quote unquote self-made though. I don't really love that word. You know, it's like me been driving the ship the whole time. Right. Uh-huh. And so because of that, I've just learned a lot about how to market and, and, and create a brand, right. Uh-huh. That brand happened to be me. Yeah. So with that being said, when I started investing in, 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 in startups, like obviously they're small, there's a couple people working for them. Most of the time they're new, uh-huh. they're taking input, they're taking ideas. They are heavy on brand. Some are more heavy on brand than product at that point, because they're still new. Um, and there's a lot of room for, um, opportunity in, in discussions because they, they move fast because it's a less than a 10 person team. It's not like you're investing in general motors, right? Yeah. Where there's yeah. like 4,700 layers to get through to make one decision of should we, you know, paint the doorknob screw silver <laughs> or gold, right? Yeah. It's just like, yo, what do you think of this logo? What do you think of this? Do you know anybody at Adweek? Like whatever, like I could, I could help very quickly and very impactfully using the same skill sets. So I, I enjoy it. That's dope. That's, that's actually really dope. We, we got to talk about that offline more at some point because uh, that's intriguing to me. Uh, I could definitely see, even for myself, like as someone who spent time in the music industry and does stuff in tech, I've seen parallels, but not from the investing side. It's actually more on like the branding, the marketing, the press, the management of, of like relationships, things like that. So. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing, but for me, it's just like, if I'm going to be doing all this stuff for helping you, then let me have to like, let's, let's figure out some skin in a game situation yeah. too. Right. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And then speaking of the entertainment, man, uh, tell me a little bit about how you got into DJing. Like, um, I, I grew up, uh, I grew up loving, um, loving hip hop, you mm-hmm. know, tremendously. And I always show this, but even though this is an audio podcast, but I'll show you the, um, the first cassette I ever bought was Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. He's a DJ and a rapper. I still keep it in my drawer. And uh, that was the first time I had ever heard recorded a DJ. Yeah. And uh, fast forward a couple of years after that, I uh, kind of started teaching myself the fundamentals of DJing and had a Jordan rookie card that I sold to buy my first turntables. Yo, so I saw it. that the Jordan rookie card mint sold for like 400 grand on eBay recently. The mint one did. Mine was not mint. Okay. But at all, because I was a kid, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I just c- carried that shit around my house. Cause it was like, you know, I've had, I had it in 86, you know, mm-hmm. it was probably the first pack of basketball cards I ever got. That, and, and then, cause I mean, I was, I would have been seven or eight. Yeah. And, and then, and so uh, I sold it in high school and it, you know, I, nobody, nobody knew, No, um, nobody. But, knew. but it's great because I think I got $600 for it, but it's still an amazing uh, return on my yeah. investment. First of yeah, all, not yeah, yeah. Car. helped build a this career. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have had my career without it. Yeah. I had no other way of buying turntables. Like, yeah. and, I, and, and so I bought them and uh, turned out good. I wouldn't have got them. I would have just yeah. went to college and just, you know, I got them the summer before college. And so I would have went to college and not been a DJ. Mm-hmm. And then that's where my career really started. I started doing college radio and I started doing um, commercial radio after that and all the clubs and that led to mixtapes and, eventually created enough 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 awareness out of myself to get from Ohio to New York. And um, here I am. Awesome. And then you actually, speaking of that Jazzy Jeff tape, you did a tape with him, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. We've done uh, 10 of them now. or maybe 10 11. of them now. No, I think 11, actually. We've done uh, 11 um, summertime tapes, which was is that, crazy. 
was that surreal being able to when you yeah. first started working with him to be able to go like hey you're the first tape i bought and now we're working together yeah for sure yeah. absolutely it's um it's like i mean it was super surreal like the first year mm-hmm. and then it was like it, it stayed surreal and then like we we're like real friends but like in humans but like yeah but every year like um there's a moment where I zoom out of, of that and pinch myself because, you know, he's, he's first of all, like the nicest dude you'll ever meet on the planet. Secondly, he's the best DJ that ever was alive on this planet. So you put those together and you see why he's achieved what he's achieved because he's like the, the you know, he's both worlds completely at, at a level 10 from kindness to the talent, right. Which is what you need to succeed. You need yeah. to have both sides. So I feel blessed and privileged to like, you know, be, be part of that partnership every year because I think it's important to never forget that you're a fan of shit. Okay. You know, I think it's like, you know, a lot of times people want to play it too cool. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, you know, which you got to do sometimes. And I get that. But at the same yeah. time, like, like, man, be a fan. Like, remember why you do this shit. Well, I, some days I don't want to fucking DJ or do anything. And it's just like, when I do that thing with him for that week or two of the year, when we're putting it together, I remember why I fell in love with the shit. Right. And I could take that energy and I still love it. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm not knocking my career. I love it. Thank yeah. God for it. But it takes me back to that, that kid. And that, awesome. and I, and I, and I could, and I could live off of that. That's a little vitamin that I could live off of for at least a few months after that drops. You know, yeah. so it's nice. Speaking of uh, artists, then who are some of the new guys that you like? Cause you came up in a, in a different hip hop era. And so, I'm curious, who are some of the newer guys that you listen to and especially see that have lasting power? Um, it's funny. Every time I list people, I always end up still listing rappers that are like late 20s, like 30, even though they're newer to the game, which is funny because they're not really like new, like new, new, you know? So like mm-hmm. if I could say, I could say like the guys that I, I like, like the, the Dave Easts of the world or the Griseldas of the world, but you know, those guys are like 30, you know, or 32, yeah. 33 yep. Griseldo. Some of them might be even older. I don't know. Maybe Dave's 20. I don't know, but it would, I'm saying they're not like that 19 year old kid. Right. Yeah. And, but you could hear it like in, in the music too. Um, but I also really, I love anything that has any sort of level of soul and any sort of level of like substance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the club shit for like the club, but for me, like the guys that could do both or, or just kind of create their own lane, but still hit those boxes for me are amazing. So as far as like newer dudes, like I love uh coded a friend. I think he's fantastic. I've been meaning uh, to check him out actually. Yeah. He's dope. He's, he's really great. Like he could spit, but he could make melodic shit too. You know, he's great. Okay. Um, we were talking a little bit before we started. I really like Russ. I think he could spit. I don't really think he's like considered, I wouldn't consider him a new artist now, but like, I like yeah. him. Um, he's, you know, I, I really like uh, uh, J.I.D. Yes. I like Earth Gang. Yeah. I like um, uh, Lute from North Carolina, who's part of Dreamville too. He's, I haven't heard he's, of him. He's, he's great. You have, you didn't know. You, he was on the song with J. Cole and the Baby, that Under the Sun song. Oh. It was on the Dreamville yeah. compilation. Yep. He was the other guy that like nobody knew who he was, but he had like the best verse on the song. He was like incredible. Interesting. Um, okay. Yeah, he's dope. Uh, yeah, it's just people like that. Like, yeah. Interesting. I've been, I've been listening more so in the past like year or two to the stuff that doesn't have as much substance. And in the last couple of days realized I'm not excited about hip hop anymore of late. And I've been trying, like I'm trying to figure out how to get that back. Cause like I've been listening to stuff that's just melodic 
And so I'm trying yeah. to see, I'm trying to see what I got to do to, to get that back. Uh, the Benny, the butcher album was pretty cool. Like, yeah, it was, it was pretty good. I really, I really, uh, I really enjoyed that. album. Yeah. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that. I, them, them as a whole, like I like, I like the sound that they've brought back while updating it in a way. Like, I don't know if that's a good way to put it, but like, it yeah, sounds, I think like, that's a good way to put it. It sounds like, new and it sounds old at the same time. Yeah. It sounds new and old at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Like it doesn't sound like I'm listening to a song from 1994, but then it also does sound like I'm listening to a song from 1994. It's weird. Yeah. So it's funny you mentioned that. So just, I'm going to just take control of this interview. Yeah. We have uh, this, this podcast, but I have a second podcast that's launching. I don't know when, when this is going to go live, but it'll be out because it's launching in two days. But mm -hmm. uh, we have the mix show podcast, which um, I have to plug because that's where, you know, we're, inter we're interviewing like, everybody from CEOs to athletes to entertainers about their creative processes and their stories. And we're doing that in partnership with Maxim. Uh, I'm sure you'll link to this in the show notes, but it's, you can get it anywhere you get podcasts or just mick.show. And we have a second, but, but what I admit, what I'm missing from that was what I re-fell in love with this whole quarantine during my like Instagram DJ sets and all that. And what I realized was when I'm removed from playing the stuff that I only have to play for dance floors and I only have to play stuff that I really want to play because I'm in my own house and in my own kitchen and feeling a vibe that I want to hear. I found myself, uh, what's, I'm trying to use a big word, oscillating or whatever. Oscillating, like, yeah, so yeah. Oscillating, yeah, that word. Like, yeah, there goes my, um, there goes my intelligence claims that I'm going <laughs> to claim later on in this interview between literally like the 90s shit I grew up loving and then the new shit which like all the shit we just described so maybe I'm not playing the um the you know NBA young boys and and the, like like little babies and all of that shit in my sets but like you know though there's obviously like a place for that stuff that doesn't yeah. it didn't fit sonically into like the other stuff I like you know but you could play like a um a Tribe Called Quest song and go into a Code of the Friend song you could play a bust a song and go into JID song. You could play any New York shit at all and go into a Griselda song, right? So I found myself balancing like new and old with a similar DNA. Yeah. And and so we started a separate show. Um, the Spotify has a new uh, platform called Shows With Music. Okay. Which are, it's, it's a sick concept and only Spotify is doing it. Um, they're basically podcasts meet playlists. Okay. So it, it goes like a radio show. Yeah. So I could be like, you know, talking to you. And then, you know, we could be talking about our favorite songs and I could just play that song. I could play two songs. I could play five songs. Oh, then I'll come back, you know, almost again, think of it like radio almost, right? Yeah. Then I'll come back. We could talk a little bit more. So what I'm doing is we created this concept called uh, Retropolitan, which is the name of one of my favorite albums of the la of last year. It was a Sky Zoo album that was all produced by Pete Rock. And, oh. and some of the beats were vintage Pete Rock beats from like 94 and some of them were like newer beats, but mm -hmm. it sounds old and it sounds new. And the yeah. topics are old and the topics are new. And Skies was a little, like, he's not new, but he's newer than Pete Rock. So it was like, it was just a big old and new kind of thing. And they had a perfect title for it. So when I was going through albums, trying to find the title for this show, and everyone's like, oh, you know, you should call it like Bridging the Gap or like Generations or like, and I yeah. was just like, nah, it was too literal, right? And then yeah. I saw like Retropole and I was like, oh, that's the title. We're going to use it. And so it's basically that. So some episodes will be just me playing shit I like through the, the, that vision but a lot of the episodes are going to have me talking to my favorite mcs my favorite djs my favorite producers uh my favorite journalists from that era or whatever and it's a quick show it's only like 15 minutes of talking but because it's mostly music right but yep. it's like a ra again it's a radio show because i want to know if you're into like that style hip-hop which is thankfully making a resurgence and the old school shit never really went away i want to know if you're 
I'm making this example up, but if you're a uh, Havoc from Mob Deep, like who are the new guys that you're listening to? Because I know you're going to be like, I like Nas, I like Wu-Tang, I like, you know, Component, or you're going to say that shit. But who are the new people that you fuck with? And then the same thing, you know, for the, for the young dudes, I want to know who like are the old dudes that you actually really rock with and don't just say shit. Cause you know, your parents listen to it or, or mm-hmm. whatever, just like, who do you really, you know, and, and, and tie that together. And so I think it's a really interesting concept. It's pretty much the DNA of my musical career is that intersection. Yeah. And it's also exactly, it's just what I love. Yep. So I want to, um, I want to tell those stories and I, and we recorded a couple episodes already and it's pretty fun because people, people love talking about what they love. Of course. You know, I don't want to talk about your new album. We could talk about it, but like, you know, that's not really what this is for. This is in and out. This is like, yo, five songs, go. And just make sure they're on Spotify. Because yeah. if not, it's, <laughs> then we I'm, like looking it. shit, I'm like looking this shit up. Like, all right, we're going to take that take again. Off, you know, but, uh, but it's cool. So that's called Retropolitan. And um, yeah, so I went from being a DJ to a, a double podcaster over the course of a pandemic. The pandemic is an interesting thing, man. Uh, who are some of the people who are going to have on on this the Spotify show, because I mean, even I, I personally have to check this out. Uh, I don't want to say it until everything is like you know completely uh, finished. But 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 we're gonna go. I mean, it's gonna be it's it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be cool. All right. Um, I'm curious to hear. When I can tell you the up- first the first one yeah. though is just because it could because it made I had to do it for the title. Like the first episode is going to be with Sky Zoo because I took his album title for that. Uh, the- yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So I was like, I was like, you know, you got to be my first guest because I need the blessing of of being able to take that title. Yeah, yeah, yeah that yeah, makes yeah. sense. And, and, and he gave it. Um, uh, that's good. I'm curious. One of the things, like you know, when we talk about like top fives, uh, I think one of the things that's really tough about it is that, at least I've found that it depends on like sort of the generation that you grew up in, what you end up oh, yeah. considering your top five, and so. I'm curious to hear what a lot of the young guys say. Like one of the things I've heard a lot is like Chief Keef is in a, a lot of these young guys' top fives. And I can't for the life of me, and no offense to Sosa, right? But I can't for the life of me ever imagine Chief Keef being in a top five. So I'm curious how that, like that, those kind of conversations play out. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I mean, it's also not from a top five perspective. It's just, it could just be five things you rock with because I'm making people reference old and new. Because I want, yeah. I truly want to like, you know, I'm not, uh, and again, we're keeping it within a certain sonic structure, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're just like, if you reference four traditional sonic hip hop songs, but then you just mention one, like really like in the cut trap song, that doesn't even sound like anything on the show. I'm going to probably be like, we're going to pick another song because like, I don't want to lose like the aesthetic of, of you know, yep. what we're doing to an extent. But then again, maybe I won't, right? Because I think that's also really interesting too. But for people who like the more traditional historical hip hop kind of sound that, that we're going to do a lot it's going to be a lot of that on there but i do think you're right i think you know and rightfully so it's tough for somebody to be like you know when i when i was growing up it was just like people referenced um it was like rock camp karis one big daddy kane um, yeah people would throw a cool g rap in there and then like you know that that's what we're, we're like the top five right and then you get to that middle 90s where it was just like you know Biggie, Tupac, Jay-Z, Nas, you know, mm-hmm. you could throw, then people started throwing like Eminem in there and that kind of like late nineties thing. And then that was the kind of thing, but all those guys could actually, you know, obviously really, really spit. Mm-hmm. So it was cool. And then in this new era, then you kind of get to that, like, 
then the, there's that two thousands era where it's like people started throwing Andre in there. Yes. People started throwing um, Kanye in there, mm-hmm. which I thought was interesting. Cause I think he's like definitely a, uh, most, one of the most, if not the most influential artists in hip hop history, but I wouldn't put him as like a top five, like MC, even yeah. though he could rap really well, but like, it's just, I never, I never really look at him as that because he's so much more than that. Right. Mm-hmm. And then now we're kind of in this, like, you know, the, the old guard, which is crazy to say is, is Kendrick Cole and Drake. And, Drake. and, 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 and it, that's, that's an interesting, that's the Biggie, Jay-Z or Nas, uh, you yes. know, tw- 20 years later. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know, and, and uh, more like 10 because Jay-Z said it in like 97, but like, yeah, you know, it's just, it's interesting. Right. And, and um, I just wonder now that the, um, perspectives of of bars have changed like for the general populace how that will start to like impact people's top five lists because for me like a top five list is like bars related Mm -hmm. it's not it's not song related it's not you know i mean because i you know i wouldn't put I, I don't know. I don't know how to say it. So it's not the mad old man or that kind of censorship, but like, you know, there are rappers that I love that I don't think they made great albums, but I wouldn't, if I was a battle rapper, I sort of fuck wouldn't want to be in a, in a, in a cypher with them. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. there's rappers that are, are amazing from even like the eight, late eighties, early nineties that they had great albums, but they never kind of hit that pantheon of, of crazy, recognition like the koji raps of the world like you yeah. know rock camp didn't want to fuck with koji rap at their peak but mm-hmm. like you know at the, at the end of the day like everybody you know you could still put on like paid in full and people know what it is like like it's just like you can't really do that in a in an, at a wedding or, or some shit with like a koji rap song though you could argue he's just as good of a historical mc if not better so there's that that is really interesting now to your chief keith you know point of view yeah. i think people just look at it completely different yeah, I've, I've spoken to people who like uh, in their like late 40s, early 50s were like Ice Cube, LL Cool J. And like, I mean, I'm I'm 32. So I know Ice Cube more as like the guy from the barbershop movies than I do. Right. Like, you know what That's I mean? That's so interesting. Well, yo, peak Ice Cube was incredible. Like Ice Cube up until like 93, 94 yeah. was like unstoppable. Like I, like I was I was six in 94. right right yeah so like and i was you know 16 so yeah it's like a different it was that was my that was adolescence for me but like he definitely you know he changed his musical stylings post acting and i would too yeah (laughs) absolutely you know but yeah his those first couple albums were just like raw like you know more traditional true school aesthetic hip-hop shit yep and then I guess, man, also like moving away from music, getting into the sneakers, like you grew up in peak, like oh, yeah. sneakers, right? So like, yeah, when you get into sneakers, I'm assuming from the beginning, what was your uh, first pair that you remember <coughs> wanting? Just like general, general stuff like that, because you really live all could, of it. Yeah, yeah, that's how fucking old I am. So I can tell <laughs> you, I remember, I have a couple sneaker memories. Um, I remember... I won the spelling bee in fourth grade because I, and I missed school and um, I came back to school the next day for the spelling bee. And I had a new pair of, I don't even remember how you say the brand, A-V-I-A. It was like Avia or like Avia or some shit. Okay. I don't, I literally don't even remember. Um, and I remember the next year 
doing the exact same thing for the fifth grade spelling be getting the same shoes just they were like ball, they weren't like baller ass shoes they were like 30 dollars from that camera or but like they were baller ass to me at the time right mm-hmm. and um i lost the spelling bee off to this word huh. buoyant i was so mad b-u-o-y-a-n-t i think was the spelling but fuck that word and then i remember <laughs> but i just remember the shoes right that i was wearing and so that was mm-hmm. interesting that i remember that and then i then we moved and we moved school districts and i remember sixth grade I sat behind a kid who had a lot more money than my family had. And he had, uh, I mean, I'm sure he was a nice kid. I, I remember his name. I'm not going to say his name though. Cause I don't want to, I don't want to get that call years <laughs> later, but he had Jordan, uh, Jordan fours on. Okay. The blue, white and blue ones. Oh, I know the ones you're talking about. Yep. And, uh, and, and I was just mesmerized and I sat in front of him or behind him in sixth grade science class, Mr. Wright. I remember the whole shit. Like, and I just would draw those shoes on a piece of paper. And, um, he, I think he used to draw them too, actually, if I recall, but again, I don't, it was, this is eons ago. Yeah. And I was like, how do I get those? And then I started going to the mall and seeing them. I was like, holy shit, they're like $120. Like, there's no way like, I'm ever getting these. Mm-hmm. And then in seventh grade, the next year, uh, my grandpa owned a drugstore in our little small town. He gave me a job on Sundays, working for four hours every Sunday. So I made seven, six, $6 an hour times four, 24 mm-hmm. taxes, maybe 20 at the time, 19. Yeah. So, you know, if I worked five weeks at the drugstore, <laughs> slaving away for like $20. It's why it's, it's mind blowing when you really think about it. I got that check and I was able to go get those shoes. Yeah. So the first shoes I had bought, I believe with my money, and I'm sure my mom helped me too, was yeah. the, um, the, uh, the great fives. Okay. You know? Yep. I, I remember having those in seventh grade. And then I remember in uh, sometime between seventh and eighth grade, I got the black and red sixes. Mm-hmm. which are probably like, I guess we would call those the infrareds now or whatever, yeah. but they yeah. weren't, they were just black Jordans. They you know? just- and they, and that's when they changed the Jordan branding and they started doing that, just the, 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 um, the six capital letters, Jordan with the A-I-R in between it. The, mm-hmm. they, went, they went crazy heavy with the black and red uh, theme okay. for that. It was sick. And uh, all, they had all the merch and I had the duffel bag. I was fresh as fuck <laughs> in seventh grade, fat, fat and ugly and, and no friends, but like, <laughs> you fresh. know, but I, but I look cool I th- in my mind. And then in eighth grade, now I was working more at the drugstore. I was working after school. So I was able to get more shoes. Uh, I got the uh, Bordeaux sevens. Oh, and, uh, okay. and so that was like all those. And then see, that's when I started figuring out like dressing and stuff like that. And, uh, I was like, oh, but these aren't even sneaker colors. They're like gray and there's like a Bordeaux, which we call it burgundy. And there's, mm-hmm. there was like olive. And I was like, oh, I could wear this with like sweaters. Like, yeah. you know, I could like really, it's yeah. just, it had, it had a different tonal palette, mm-hmm. you know, that when you wore those like great fives, like you, you weren't coming, you really, you had to be really, you, you had a, you know, it was very, there was a very distinct color palette, right? Yeah. And black shoes, obviously you could wear anything, but those gray Bordeaux, like you had to like, you had to really, think it through and so i love that you know and at the same time my mom and shout out to my mom she had got me i don't know how she afforded this at the time i must have helped pay for it or she just did something but she had got me to this day i believe the most expensive sneakers i had ever gotten for retail pricing mm-hmm. uh those uh, the, they were like david robinson 180 air max there's some shit they were like high tops mm-hmm. and they had a pump and they reissued them a few years ago, I think without the pump, but they weren't as dope, but they were like, yeah. they were tall as fuck. And the box yeah. is still somewhere in my mom's house, but, um, but the shoes are no longer in there. 
and they had a knob and you could pump it because Reebok had the pumps, but these were Nike pumps and the Reebok pumps were on the tongue. Nike pump was on the side and you could turn the knob and you could either send the air down or up. Yeah. And, and these things, these things were like, I swear, like maybe they weren't 180, but like, cause they were, I think they said 180 on them as like that, that Nike air 180 max deal, but mm-hmm. they were somewhere between 150 and $200. And I was just like, that was insane. Yeah. At that time. Yep. Even still now. insane. It's still yeah, insane. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's still insane. And so, you know, and I, someone's might, somebody might look this shit up and I might be wrong, but it was close, you know, and it was, yeah. it was insane. And so that was the part where I was like, I was kind of hooked. Yeah. Those were the, those were the ones. And then now how many pairs of sneakers do you have now? Um, Are you wouldn't many. even be able to count? too yeah. many yeah i've scaled it way back um you know i've given away, i gave away a lot you know it's crazy i moved a few years ago and i gave away like three garbage bags of like dunks to like charity because i thought dunks were never going to come back oh my then god came, then then they came back last oh. year and i was like oh shit but i kept like like three pairs but like all they were all gone um it's a lot of shoes. I mean, I have all like my OG Jordans and like, you know, all like the colorways that I wore as a kid and all mm-hmm. that stuff. And, you know, I run, I'm very in ultra boost, which is not like a very sexy shoe anymore. You like, like you I, like running in ultra boost. Yeah. Love really? It. I like yeah. walking in ultra boost, but, and maybe it was just a bad experience, but I went, I went running a few years back in ultra boost. I did a six mile run and I had like pain in my foot for like a week and a half after. And oh, so wow. I, yeah, so I, I moved over to doing like different Nikes again after that. Like right now, I'm using the Epic Reacts, uh, but have been like, yeah, though, that, that's a great running yeah. shoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, in my day to day though, now I'm pretty much like New Balance all the time at this point. Like, I mean, I still, I mean, I wear other things too situationally. Like, I still look, we'll pull out like, like Sean Watherspoony kind of things or yeah. like Sakai's and stuff like that. Um, but I, I just love, I love the simplicity of like, a 991 or 992 you know okay. i could just wear them gray wear them tan you know i have some of the other colors too but like to just go and what, what i like about wearing those is like it doesn't matter if i have another brand on that's a, that's a shoe related brand up top because it's new uh, balance yes. it, it kind of cancels out yeah. so like i'm wearing right now um i like i wear like these since covid started i wear these adidas track pants every single day with the three stripes on them so yep. like i'd always be like damn i gotta you know I feel weird walking out the house with with, with, with Nikes on with 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 Adidas pants. It just felt like conflicting. Though I know to the, to the new generation, it doesn't matter, which I love. I'm so glad they yeah. got out of our where where our heads were at with that shit. But I found when I was wearing like gray, subtle like New Balances or something like that, I didn't feel as uh, brand inauthentic by doing mm-hmm. that. And, yeah. and and it's nice because there's also nothing worse than going to the store and you see like that old dude that got like really bad Nikes on, but like really bad like Nike pants on and the jacket and then the hat <laughs> and, and and then the and then the watch from like dicks, like yeah. says, like the whole deal. And yeah. I'm just like who like you, Yeah, who dressed you? Who dressed you? But so I, I do like the, I do like that this the you know, the the non-old people are, are brand agnostic when it comes to like how, how they're putting shit together yeah right yeah but no that's what i'm like you know i like like a lot of asics you know a lot of, like a lot of okay. that stuff you know i actually finally got birkenstocks like <laughs> like really how like, are yeah, they yeah yo they're amazing man like i love them for like, real i i haven't I, done the birkenstocks yet i wear them with socks outside and and, and and you know just be my bohemian brooklyn dad self you know you know i was wearing them in the summer um 
I love them, but you know, it took a lot of convincing. I had to be, I had to be convinced and heavily convinced. And I finally, you know, agreed. And uh, it was, it was awesome. But of course, like I couldn't just go get Birkenstocks. I had to go like, okay, so who do they collab with? Oh, they collab with Monocle Magazine. Monocle's like my favorite magazine. So I was like, what is their uh, collab? Like, oh, it's dope. There's like, I'm looking at them right there, like a white sole. And they come with like special socks. All right, I'm going to get those. And then they came from like Europe. So I was like, you know, okay. not, I wasn't just going to like. Get the regular ones. It, you know, yeah, but, yeah. Um, but they're dope. But then I got my son a pair. So like now we like walk around Brooklyn just looking nice. like complete fucking idiots. Just like everybody else wearing <laughs> matching Birkenstocks but it's, it's cool man I feel that way about Crocs I like all my friends who are doctors all wear Crocs they love Crocs oh, yeah. that's, that's all they wear in the hospitals and I, I still don't own a pair of Crocs because I look at them and I'm like I can't wear that and like just like I just can't wear that but I've yeah I don't know if I can go to that level but I, I agree with you but I'll tell you what my kid wears Crocs and he makes that shit look amazing and, and yeah. so I'm just like I don't know if I can but like, I just don't know if I could pull them off like that's all like, I don't know if I'd be comfortable enough to pull them off. I think part of it is all the little things tied yeah. like all the little dongles yeah. and shit. And, and now they got like the, the Justin Bieber ones, the Jay Balvin ones, the Post Malone ones. Right. And they so, did a Chinatown market one too, I think. Right. Like they I haven't did seen those. I haven't I think, seen those. I think they did, but like, yeah, it's not. Yeah. I just, I mean, I say that and then I'll probably do it. Cause you know, like I get a lot of inspiration from like how my kid does his shit. And like, mm-hmm. I, he, he picks stuff out that makes no sense. But then sometimes I'm like, yo, that kind of works. Like I like it. Interesting. And so I got him, I got him. Uh, he still doesn't know how to tie his shoes, which is fine. He's like five, but like he has a lot of slip-ons, you know? Mm-hmm. So he has like a lot of vans and there's a brand that makes kid shoes called a kid, which is a, a, very literal. And they make, a van like silhouette with okay. really dope patterns but they have this thing where they do mis- mismatched colors okay so like oh. you know one one shoe is like like a red plaid but the other is like white zebra and one is like oh. you know or things like that right and yeah. so i bought him like there's like two or three of them they're all so i got them because they're all like they're like not expensive so i just got them because he could put them on and they like look nice too and everything because they're like neutral colors and stuff mm-hmm. they're good for fall but they're also like it's more most of those is easy for him but what i thought was interesting was he started mixing and matching even beyond their suggested oh. <laughs> mixing and matching and stuff yeah yeah so he was like well these ones are brown with the animal print and these ones are a different shade of brown animal print so i'm just gonna wear these two because i'm i'm because because we watched the zoo today on tv or something like that and i'm just like cool like it works for me, but now he's starting to think like he could put on any shoes that are the same silhouette yeah. in different colors because, because he's used to doing it with those shoes, which I thought was interesting. That's so actually gr- really interesting. Yeah. So he could grab like a, you know, I'm making this up, but like he can, if he, he had, if he had like an olive Jordan six, he could wear it with a black one. Because a different Jordan six. Yeah. But like, why not? But then if you think about like, I mean, really think about like, like the, if you look at like the Sean Watherspoon, like Asics, same mm-hmm. kind of same idea two different shoes yeah right and i, I forget the um the girl's name who did those jordan ones last year but the, the really oh, sick ones i remember Me- Me- was it melanie or melody i forget you know they were um they're gorgeous shoes they were only in, in in women's sizes so like it's about time that like man got fucked on the sneaker shit right <laughs> it was it was a be- beautiful shoe you know, I, I i just really I'm, i don't want to google her name but like i mean she's just uh, she's fantastic and one of the one of the jordan ones was like white blue and green and the other one was i want to say like white red and orange or something like that they were very contrasting but um they were stunning together and i just like i love that man so and my kid like saw somebody wearing them on the street and he's like look that's like my shoes and i'm like well 
it's about $400 difference between your shoe and that <laughs> shoe. But it's like, yeah, but I love that. I love that. Like who gives a fuck? Wear your shoes. Oh, yeah. that's my other thing. Wear your shoes. That's I, I, I'm not, I like, uh, I yes. wear my shoes. I yes. wear, oh, there's only one pair of shoes I have that I haven't worn. And it's my, they're up there. My, my De La Soul um, high top dunks from like back in the day. Okay. Because they're just like my favorite group of all time. And I keep them on my shelf more as like an art piece. Mm-hmm. Not to sell, not to do anything with. It's just they're just up there as like a, as a you know, memento. But like, yeah, I wear my shoes. So to to like to to sum up or like finish up, uh, what are your grails? Like what whether or not they're like ones that you have, don't have, whatever it is. Everyone has their their grail pieces. What are your top three or five grail pieces? Ooh, that's a very good question. Um, I would say. Do you mean Grail like for like their value or Grail like just? No, no, no. I know a lot of people because when you say Grail for value, then everyone's like, "I like the Marty McFly dunks." I like, you know what right. I mean? Yeah. Um. So not like that. Just like personal, personal Grails of like these are my all-time favorites. I need to always have these shoes. These are the ones I love, kind of a thing. Um, I would say I don't. Um. I don't, it was just like those, those New Balance 99, I think they're 992s that came out last year. Like, with, I don't know how you say the company, like Jones or there's a three J's and then Jones or whatever. I forget. I don't know how you actually pronounce it, but they're lovely. I want, they're beautiful. I really love those. Um, okay. I do love the Waterspoon Asics just because of the different colors. Um, okay. I'll probably end up copping those eventually though, because the prices went down. Um, I really love, uh, Damn, it's tough. It's tough to even think. I would say, I mean, there, it's it's funny. It's like a lot of New Balance stuff. Like there's like a Packer New Balance that's coming out this fall. It might have just dropped. There's like a yellow kind of situation that I, re- I really love. Yeah. Um, and then the other stuff is just the more like historical stuff, which I probably have somewhere in one of these closets, which is just like a fresh, another pair of Bordeaux 7s, just so I always have a pair. Or, mm-hmm. you know, for me now, grail would be if i can get something remotely close to, to the look if not the exact same shoe in my kid size so we can have the same shoe yeah you know, that to me is 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 like can it can it can it have that level of freshness but also can i get it in a kid size and they've done a really good job stepping that up mostly that because thing. i really enjoy that with him and he gets a huge kick out of doing it with me yeah and it looks a little douchey walking around the block but like it's cool <laughs> like we live in a cool neighborhood it's all good yeah. um so that to me my definition of grail has went from highest hardest to find shoe yeah to highest value shoe to uh shoe i really love to mm-hmm. shoe i pretty much love but my son also loves and we can and wear it can together. Share. something you can share yeah. with him in that way yeah. because those moments are like awesome you know yeah. when we walk down the street and i look down because he's like a little mini me he, start, he likes all the same shit i did and it's mind-blowing and so when we could have like that sort of stuff going on like that, that like it's 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 what people it's like ex, what's the experience over things what's that expression mm-hmm. it's that mm-hmm. that's shoes to me now experiences okay okay Man, this was dope. We gotta, we gotta do this again. Thank you for, thank you for doing this. I appreciate you. Oh, dude, I'm so, I'm so glad we got to do it. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, you guys are doing some really interesting things, and you, you always have had your hand in so many interesting things over the years. Yeah, so, I've always just cool. tried to have fun with stuff, and so this has been, this has definitely been a fun one. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm glad to be part of it, and uh, look forward to um to people seeing my interesting little design. Yeah, but, me too. Me too. Yeah, and, it's and, gonna you know, be cool. All right, man. Uh, enjoy, enjoy your evening, and then we'll talk soon. Absolutely. All right, man. Take care. All right. Take care.